I believe in a combination between execution and personal engagement. I give them the level of independence, but when they come to me for any problem, then I have to give them everything, 100% in order to sell them the problem. I like to also work in values. For me, the door has to be open for anyone. You have to accept any kind of critics, any kind of things, in order to create an open space. Now, your competitors are robots, artificial intelligence. So you have to be ingenious, you have to change, you have to create something that really are different from the work you are doing every day, because the jobs for the future are not even invented. You can delegate your job, but you cannot delegate your responsibility. This is Ciarna TV. My name is Hendrik Deckers. I'm here today with Angel Balero, who is the corporate CIO of uh, Telefonica. A very warm welcome, um, Angel. Thank you, Hendrik. Uh, very, very happy to be here with you today. Angel has more than 30 years of experience in the IT industry, has worked at Accenture, at Everis. He was the CIO of Banco Santander, the COO of uh, Barclays, and now since 2013, Angel, you work at Telefonica, where you are both the corporate CIO and the CIO of uh, Telefonica B2B Spain. So, can you, for these few people that don't know what Telefonica stands for, could you explain a little bit what, is, what it is that Telefonica does? What do they really well? How big are they? How many countries? Can you give us a, the picture of Telefonica today? Okay. Well, Telefonica, as you know, is a, a big company. It's a global company. We used to call multi-local company because we, are, mm -hmm. we, are, we have a, a lot of operations. We are uh, working in more than 15 clients around the world, mainly in Europe and in Latin America. We are present in Spain, Germany, UK, and also in Brazil and the rest of uh, Latin American countries. We are more than 120,000 people around the world. Wow. And as you know, we are, we are becoming, it was a communications company, mostly based mm -hmm. on communications, uh, fixed line, mobile line. And now we are entering and we call a digital telco and we are entering in new uh, businesses as TV media and also to want to enter in a new products and services in the digital world. Okay. So a huge telco company that has become a digital company in, uh, in several different uh, regions. Um, so to make a change, to make a transformation in a huge organization like that is not a, it's not a simple thing. No. Can you give us a couple of examples of the, of the transformations that you and your teams have, uh, have implemented at Telefonica. Okay, uh, yes, as you said, it's very difficult because uh, we, are a, we have a legacy history in, in Telefonica and our systems. We are not a brand new company as could be Google or Facebook. They are start over from, from scratch. No? We had a lot of systems and very critical systems to cover. No? So we uh, decided uh, to create uh, a, what we call fourth platform approach. So we decided to, to first attack the first platform that could be all the infrastructure. In our case, is fiber and our towers. We created all fiber around. We are in the process to cover more 100% of our space in Europe, 
regarding fiber and we are 50% around in, in Latin America because that is the basis of our industry. Then the second and third platform that is uh, where IT is more related. First, uh, what we call for all the IT systems and third platform is for the product and services development in digital development. And the fourth platform that we are is in the cognitive platform. So all the uh, EA uh, specs that we want to exploit. So that's more or less what was the framework. I was engaged mm -hmm. in the the second platform, as they say, all the IT systems. And um, we are first uh, three main projects. The first one is to enhance the customer experience and the customer journey for the, our clients. That is the first thing. The second big project that we are working on is the customer care, so the installation and provisioning. So once you have done the sale, how you treat your client, how you customer care your client. And third, of course, our internal transformation in Telefonica for our culture and people and organization. So many, many transformations, both at acquiring customers, serving customers, but also internal, uh, in, internal systems to optimize the efficiency of the organization. Mm -hmm. Now to, to implement these kinds of big transformations, um, they typically need also a change in culture. Mm. Uh, so you need to, I think in these times, to, to make this change happen, you need an open culture for transformation and innovation. Mm -hmm. how, how are you and your teams implementing this cultural change that is, and that is necessary for this? Yes, uh, yes that is totally absolutely true. Uh, first, when we decide to do this transformation, we make a from scratch approach. So we, we do a totally greenfield approach. We try to not to reuse what we had, but to build a new thing uh, from, from the beginning. And then that creates us to use market tools and also to select people, to take people from the business to lead the projects. I think what is, the, even I am from IT, but I think it's one of the, the things that uh, we are following in Telefonica is the business lead and, tele, and IT is an enable for this transformation. So, because if the business area are not reluctant to change, this is not going to happen. So, created an independent team, we, uh, of course, based on agile uh, teams, and created this culture, taking out the people from the day-to-day -day business operations and move them to a, an independent team and make them for the transformation projects. And we made this in each of our um, uh, countries and operations. From the IT perspective, uh, in the corporate area, what we are giving is guidance and a strategic view what has to be done and led to the countries to operate and execute these projects. So the responsibility is in the area, in the country, but has to be guided for our corporate vision. Mm -hmm. Now, to, to implement such a culture means also a different uh, type of leadership. That means um, I can imagine a more transparent and open leadership style that is necessary for this. Yes. Is, is that correct in, in Telefonica as well? Yes, yes. We are, we are changing this way, of course. We are creating this agile uh, culture in order to give people responsibility. We try to think into combine uh, responsibility 
with a personal development of the team. So I understand that the people that works in Telefonica has to do their own uh, personal career and to be happy and to move ahead. And also they have to give our results and execution to the company because we, we live for that. No? So we have to try and, and try to, to combination between both things in order to develop things. And we have uh, understood that uh, the time you give more responsibility to the second and third levels of the company, they give you a lot of things. Uh, we are trying to, to break all hierarchies in order to, to try to go directly to the team who is the expert, to, uh, to ask directly the questions to the expert team in order they have to take the decisions and they can convince the rest of the team in order to have a move ahead. And of course, this is not easy. I mean, it's, it's, uh, in some countries it's, it's, it's more easy than others. Uh, so different cultures also in, in our countries. But this is the way we are working on. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that uh, because you're serving the, 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 all the different cult, uh, mm. countries. So serving UK, <laughs> Germany, Brazil must be very, very different. Yes, yes, of course. That's, that's true. So, and also in, in our IT structure, I'm managing what is what we call global projects. So we have decided that some things has to be done globally and executed globally. Mm -hmm. For example, yeah. the ERP system, financial systems, uh, procurement systems, these kind of systems has to be the same for the whole company. So, and here there is no such big space in the, in the country operations to decide because it's, mo it's mostly decided by globally and executed by globally. And in the other areas like uh, commercial and the things that are close to the clients, these are uh, giving them to, in order to, to have their indeed, to independence and things. And also we are making uh, what we call a refreshment of the team. So we are trying, uh, we are investing a lot in, in, in training and refresh people in order to get used to the new culture and organization. We are, uh, have done a big project around the company in doing the reskilling project when first we uh, make a self-assessment of what we, what we need, how digital are we in our, in our company, in our operations, and how uh, are our challenge or reluctant to move to a digital environment. And then we have created different, different buckets and teams, and then we train them in order to move them. Let's talk a little bit about the processes uh, to, to create this digital transformation uh, projects that you're going through. Um, you, you, had, you have to change processes with people. You talked about acquiring new talent, uh, reskilling talent and so on. What, what other processes um, did you need to change to, uh, to, uh, to create your transformations? First, uh, I would say to, to break the silos. So I think that in, in our company, we are most related to product-oriented in order that we have the, the fixed line team or that are more related to the product, the mobile team that were more related to the mobile products. So first, we change the orientations to the client-centric. That is, sounds very... Uh, very, no, it's very, very uh, sorry, how to say it? Formal. 
<laughs> now it's very common to use it, but I mean, yeah. five years ago, seven years ago was not too, too very useful. So, first, client-centric organization, not product-oriented organization. Second, um, we do a transformal end-to-end processes, not, not to try to solve only one part of the process, but to see the process end-to-end, from lead to order, to order to cash, cash to collections, and to how to see and to see the project or the process all together and to have a clear uh, chief or boss or focus area managing the end-to-end process and see how the things that you decide in one part of the process is affecting to the end part of the processes. So in this case you can see and then we have created teams devoted people for marketing, people for sales, people for uh, post-sales um, area, customer area, bring together and then we review the, the processes in, in the agile, uh, as you know, agile methodology, customer journeys, uh, user histories. Instead, I want to do this buy, I want to do this sell, I want to do whatever. And then this is something that is, is working. And the people, because they uh, they contribute in the table, they they think they say that the ideas that they put in the table are, are taken into account. Then they, you create a, a a will in order to to move it. Okay, let's talk about technology and and what are the the technologies that are needed and that are crucial and that can be a catalyst uh, for change. Okay. So, so what is your your strategy? Let's let's say about the tools, standard tools, open tools, open source. What is what's the strategy uh, of Telefonica in uh, in that area? Yeah. Okay, uh, regarding technology, first, in order to have quick wins during the process of transformation, because the process of transformation is taking four or five years, we are we are used to use uh, a lot of RPAs, uh, robots in order to do some quick wins in, in our 16 uh, processes that this has given us a lot of benefits in the, in the short time period. So we are creating a factory of robotization in order to, to improve some points of the process. And secondly, for the, for the main transformation, we are most uh, oriented to do uh, market products or tools or platforms. We used to work uh, mm-hmm with uh, commercial vendors, uh, Cracker, uh, Salesforce, Velocity, these kind of things. And for our internal development, more or less regarding big data, for example, in big data, we are developing our uh, users cases and so on. Then in this case, we use open source tools. Here, we have to combine uh, the ease of using these kind of tools with the support at the end of the chain. Because uh, when you give uh, this kind of dependency to develop our developers, they like to be the, in the state of the art and they want to use MongoDB, whatever things. And then, then you have to, because we are using uh, user, user test and, and error case in order where I test and, and then when I have something that is already uh, what I want, then I pass the process to what we call industrialization process. So we have the test and error thing, then I have the thing and the use case completed, and then I pass to the industrialization and support. So we have to combine these open source things with the level of support that we have to give 
to the, our sisters from the end. So we have to combine these kind of things and it's not easy because we have to, to live with the idea. Of course, we are creating the DevOps culture that is also something complicated in companies like us that we have a legacy and we have very tough certification processes in order to go to production because our main objective is operation stability. So what we want, we cannot do the transformation without an operation stability. So for us, it's very, very important, zero errors in production. So we have, to, again, to live with this kind of culture when a developer can go even into production and make some changes. So we have to, we are skilling our production engineers in order to be ready for this new era is coming. Let's talk about cloud for a moment. What is your cloud strategy? How far are you going in that? And, yes. and also, how are you, are you offering that as a service to your B2B clients as well? Yes, uh, yes, very, very, very good question. Yes, of course. We, we have both um, strategies. We have created or we have decided to be uh, what we call a half cloud oriented for our clients. Uh, we have decided to create a hub in Spain in our CPD, internal CPD, we have created a, an, an announce with Azure in Microsoft with Google. They are going to create their cloud nodes in Spain for our Spanish clients in order to be served. Mm -hmm. And also we have our internal private clouds in order that some clients want to use Telefonica services. So we have this kind of combination. So for our, uh, our clients, we can give them this claim of flavor regarding this. And regarding our strategy, yes, of course, we are in the go-to-cloud strategy. First of all, we started with simple applications like mail and internal communications in order to get trained in the use of SaaS uh, and, and to work with uh, SLAs and something like this in an easy environment. Then we moved to EAS in order to create our internal private clouds in order to put some of our systems in, in, the, in our internal clouds in order virtualization and orchestration and get our people trained. And we started to move something, some things to the cloud in first ES environment, for example, big data environments that we had in our internal clouds. Mm -hmm. We started to move to, to the cloud in order to, to get trained how to use the cloud and so on. And now we are in the process to move our core systems to the cloud. And I think we are going to take two, three years more in order to move all our systems. The final thing is to move the network systems to the cloud. That is something that they are working on because, as you know, latency is a, a very huge uh, driver in this thing. And of course, for network, you need latency as first requirement. So, much more or less what we are thinking, we are thinking in two years' time, we are going to be there. And also, we are working and experimenting with what we call the cloud edge computing in order to move the, some cornerstones, some uh, uh, hubs near to the client in a cloud edge strategy. So, that's something we are developing because we have a lot of spaces, because we have some centrals, uh, network centrals in, in the past that they are not using anymore because mm -hmm. they are, we were copper, 
copper centrals that they are not going to be used more and we can use them for these edge points in order to put their cloud environments in order to be near the, the clients in this kind of latency needs that we're going to, to be or to live in the 5G space that is coming shortly. Okay. Let's talk about the organization of IT and digital within Telefonica. I understand there's 120,000 people that work at Telefonica and about 20,000 of them are yeah. in IT and digital. Yeah. So how do you organize 20,000 people <laughs> to, um, to service the, the IT and digital? Okay, uh, okay, that's it. It's a huge point. It's First, we have the separated. We have we have created a, a city and a uh, person in regarding to the executive committee, and we have a CDDO officer that is the the chief digital and and data officer. So we have separated the chief and data and digital data officer is more related to develop product and services for our clients. For example, video, gaming, things like this. They are more related to this thing. And here in, in, the, in the CTIO space, we are more related with IT and networks. So we have a CTIO that is reporting the executive committee, that is Enrique Blanco. And then we have the corporate CIO, that's myself, that I'm managing what we call the, what we call the global projects. We have an architecture global also as well. And then we have the local CTIOs that they receive our guidance for developing their local projects and uh, developing the projects. We have we have created a, a strategy, what we call um, something that the strategy is global and can do it once, then is made in the corporate area, myself. Something that is a strategy global, but you can execute locally, then is managed by the local CIOs by with the guidelines that we give from foreign architecture and, and corporate CIO. And third, things that are purely local, then they are managed in a local in a local way in the in the operations. This is more or less the three steps that we are we are following. And also we are in, in the process to create a mixed architecture between network and IT because we think in the telecommunications company all is going to be virtualized, everything is going to be software. So I think in the near future also our network is going to be a software as well. That is the reason we have joint network and IT in the same box. So half of your time is dedicated to the day after tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> that is the very, very important thing. We, we create every year a strategic plan, three years in a row, so we are moving one year to other in order to see how things are evolving. That's okay. uh, I think. Now, in, in total, you manage uh, several different teams, in total more than 500 people. So what is your, let's talk a bit about your management style. What is the way that you work with your teams and how do you make your team successful? Okay, um, I think, uh, as I told you, I, th I, I believe in a combination between execution and personal engagement. So I have to give my team the responsibility to do the things by their own, following a guidance, mm -hmm. and let them to, to, to grow professionally in order them to, to be happy working, and also to demand them some kind of results that they decide. So 
when when I start, for example, at the beginning of the year, I sit with each of them. So I, Tell me what are going to be your milestones this year. What are going to be your uh, objectives this year? And okay, we, I discuss with them. Okay, okay, okay. This is set. This is your decision. I didn't uh, force you to decide this. This is what you have decided. Of course, you have, you have to enter in the budget envelope. So you have a, a budget to <laughs> to cover. And then I'm going to deliver this in that phase. I'm going to create this. Uh, POC for this, I want to think the strategy for that, okay? And then I start to leave them working together and I have a monthly review most or less with them on how to track mm -hmm. and how to think. And for me it's very important and when come, they come to me for any problem or any, any help for escalation, then I have to give them everything, 100% in order to solve them the problem, in order that they confidence and trust on the, that the person who is managing them is going to help them when they really have a problem because it's, mm -hmm. it's very important. I give them the level of uh, independence but when we need something, they have to help. And of course, if someone fails, that is normal, uh, we always fail in everyday things, I ask them in order to give them some kind of solution. So I don't let them, okay, I, I fail in this, it happened that. No, okay, but what you propose to do, give me some uh, or, or some ideas or some things that we, you are proposing and then we can discuss how to solve it and on, on how to move ahead. Let's talk about your leadership style, your, uh, the way that people perceive you. I mean, you have your management style, but uh, people want to work for people that they respect and look up right. to and so on. So mm -hmm. what do you think people around you, uh, what do you think they will say about you when you're not around? How do they perceive you as a leader? Yeah, I think this this has changed to me. In, in, in the past, I, I tried to be a technological expert leader in order that I can mm -hmm. convince my team because I was the people, the person who, who knew more than anything in any aspect. Uh -huh. So they, I can convince them because by by knowledge as a good engineer in order to demonstrate that these things are made. And now, of course, that is not working anymore because <laughs> it's impossible. And then uh -huh. uh, what I convince them is regarding the vision. I think that they come for me because I think that my my role is to to move them and to guide them in the future and what is it. He tried to think... If you take this decision today, what is going to happen tomorrow? And because the people try to think only what is going to, to, to uh, in the day-to-day -day operations, but it's, it's just to move them, I think, um, why are you thinking this? What is the relationship? What is the implications that in the ecosystem of Telefonica is, is happening when you decide these kind of things? So that's, uh, I think, it's more open-minded. And things. so we, I think, have three... I like to also work in values. It is for me, it has to be open. Always, uh -huh. the, the door has to be uh, open for anyone. You have to, to uh, accept any kind of critics, any kind of things, in order to create an open space. Second is trusted. So I think I, that is something I cannot say, stand. Is uh, people who is lying for doing things. No, for me, anything I say. Is because I can say it. So I am not uh, giving promises to anyone that are not true. I have to give the the truth, even if it is hard to hear it. 
or to listen to it, but I think this is the way because they know that the people who comes to me to ask any question, they know they are going to have uh, the truth for the for the response. No? And second, people to be bold, no, has to be, to to be risky and, and try to to make things that are out of the of the box. It's more or less. Uh, this is like the also the principles we have in, in Telefonica, but for me are are very important. Also the honesty and the trust in in the people that you are working on. I cannot work with people who I don't trust as anyone, I suppose. <laughs> Angel, let's talk a little bit more about your uh, personality. Um, you shared with me that you're um, by nature more introvert than extrovert. Yes. So how do you how do you become a, a, a corporate CIO when you're more introvert? Because you have to lead people, you have to manage people. How how did you work with your in, with, with with that? And how did you uh, become a little bit more extrovert? That's yeah. necessary as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had to live with it. I mean, it's something. The, fair, the, the better thing that is, is, is you know your defects, you can overpass them. And it is true, so I, I am a, a, a little shy person in, in my, my, my personal environment, but when I have to go to the, my professional environment, I, because I'm very, very focused on results and executions, I have to do what I have to do. If I have to go to talk with somebody, or I have to do and tell something to somebody, I have to, to do it. I mean, for me, it's, it's my work, and I, I never pass it. I mean, I try to also to find people in order to create some kind of networking. For example, you have to go and talk with some local CIO. If I know something that knows him very well, we can go together and, and, and try to help me in order to, to convince them to do something or something like this. I mean, that is true. Yeah, I mean, it's something, it's something, and I try to differentiate a lot my personal life with my professional life. No? So it's, with, I know that people try to to more more, I mean, proactive in these kinds of things and spend weekends with your colleagues and something like this. No, in my case, I, I prefer to, to put some space and this work is work. And my personal life is my personal life. It's a different thing. <laughs> you are by, uh, you, you, you're an engineer. You're a telco, telecom engineer. You're very rational. Um, but now you're leading a big team. And then you need uh, very, you need to be strong on the emotional uh, side as well. And, and it came, you already explained relationships and trust and, and, and so on are very important uh, for you. So how did you uh, grow into that part of of of, uh, of your professional skills how did you develop the more the emotional side of uh, of yourself uh, okay uh, when several things uh, first uh, we I try to create some kind of mentorings of coaching thing in with my my teams and I try to I think you have to do a very a lot of feedback to them in order how the things are going and of course, out of the office. So we, we try to go for a coffee, for a walk, in order that to create an in space, uh, an open space more uh, more easily, in order to to develop this kind of, of things that uh, let the my team open to me. Because it is true that in my first reaction I could be a little bit tough. In order to, this is <laughs> ask me for what happened today, whatever. So I okay. 
10 minutes for for delivery and then and other time in order to try to create a a different different harmony in, and this is out of the office going for a coffee to the to the coffee shop or walking thing and and try to things even in Spain as you know we are already used to have lunch with our clients and things so for fair one time per year I I I go with my team with each one to one team and for a lunch for a, for review the year and so on I have a a weekly one to one meeting with them every week in order to create this kind of of of, of, of area and and confidence team because it is true for I understand that for for them is it's not easy to, to open them, so I try to create this space and also to make it many, many times in order them to get confidence in order to, to start telling me things. Now that we are in the, in the middle of the pandemic at the moment and we're all working a lot remote from home and, and so on, has this now become easier or more difficult for you to, to build the relationships <laughs> with the people around you? Okay, for, for building relationships, of course, it's more difficult and but for the for the job uh, i mean it has worked uh, very very well i mean it's uh, i think even better than <laughs> being in the office because uh, i mean uh, the the people is really more focused on on delivering and execution but it is true that for relationship for things are 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 more difficult of course not one to one because i mean one to one like today but we are we are talking and, and well, no problems but in order to create a space for discussion for strategies then it is really I think it's really needed to, to be to be in, a, in the same space that's that's important and um, of course in, in our case in Telefonica first uh, what we want is, is the of course the health of the people to second was to to serve our clients they left them to to not to have any communications any down lines or something like this and third to deliver our our projects no? That's, uh, to, to to secure our our business let's talk about what drives you when at the end of the day when you close your computer down and you go into your private space when are you happy when is it that you say well this was really a great day Yes, well, of course, uh, for for me, delivering a transformation. I think uh, all all of my career and all of my movements uh, I made is because I think I'm very good at that, so, of delivering results and and execution. So when I get some results and one is is one thing, and I'm really really happy to to this is a, a good day because we have we have uh, delivered something to the client. I'm very happy when. I see that the things that we deliver as IT, they are used a lot in, in the business uh, areas and the users and say, oh, miss, this has a, really a, a, a rational and, and I mean, uh, sorry to say it, um, well, a, a useful, useful thing for, for the delivery that we have. So that's uh, really happy that you make things that they are useful for something. Okay. Angel, do you have a personal mantra, uh, a saying that when things get tough, that, <laughs> that helps you in your decision making? Okay, I have one. I mean, it's not, I mean, that I always tell to my team is that uh, you can delegate your job, 
but you cannot delegate your responsibility. You have a responsibility mm -hmm. that you have to follow. If you are doing yourself, you make someone to do it, you subcontract someone or whatever, <laughs> it's okay for me. But you have to, your responsibility. That is the one of the things I, I, I also do. And second is that don't let the people let the things that you should do. So, I mean, again, so you can use people to do things, but I mean, the, the things have to be done. So you, you have to make the things happen. For me, it's very important. Make the things happen because it's not easy, it's not enough to do it by yourself because you are one people or two people, three people, it's not enough. You have to mobilize hundreds of people, so my team has to make the things happen to the rest of the organization. In your professional career, have there been mentors, uh, people that you look up to, people that you learned a lot from? Can you give an example and, and, and what it was that you learned? Yes, yes, I, I had a, a former boss that was who moved me from from Santander to Barclays. Uh, first of all, that is perhaps something I'm missing, but uh, it was positive attitude always. Always very, very positive, very thinking that it's going, going to happen, no problems, we are going to, to superate these things. So create a, a positive, very positive environment that makes you happy. And also very good strategic view. I like bosses that help me in, in thinking in the future. So, for example, when when we decided to, in Barclays, decided to open, had to open I mean, 200 branches, 300 branches, and so had to convince people, they mobilize, and people should help you, help you in, in, the, in the things that, that we need, and things that if, if I call anyone, he's going to give me a response. So this is the thing. I, I, my decision I take in my professional career in order to movements are very, very dependent of the bosses I am going to work with. For me, it's very important. And I think I have to say that I have very good bosses up <laughs> in this in this year. If not, I move and go away. <laughs> Angel, you have shared uh, with me that your wife works at Telefonica and you have uh, two grown-up daughters. What are the what are the family values that you really stand for? What is it that the values that you have given to uh, uh, to your children? For me, I mean, what I told them that this is perhaps an Latin aspect, but for me, family is very important. I think it's my my first thing in my life. So, and I try to to convince them with the same values. For try to convince that my my daughters that. The, the family is always going to be there, any problem you are going to have, you can have discussions, but at the end of the day, you have, you have a, a response for, for these people. So, and also try to, to work them in, I mean, in my, my values. No? To, to, I, I try to do that things without effort, difficulty is going to happen, so they have to, be, because they can be very intelligent, but they don't, Work every day, try to, to reach the milestones. They are not going to happen. Also, to be honest and, and trusted in order that uh, that you can convince to have very good friends and to give them the same openness and, and honesty that they have. And and also, I I like to to travel with them very much. Uh, it is one of my personal favorite things is to to travel with my family to make a a family trip every year and to know world and to create experiences 
with them that they can remember in the future. And when I remember us in the future, that's why I went to this place and with this place with my parents and with my family. You have built a, a very successful career, but I'm sure you've done many, many good things, but you also had your failures. <laughs> Could you share with us your most brilliant failure ever and, and, and what did you learn from that? Yeah. Yes, I mean, in, when I was in, I mean, uh, at the beginning of, of February, uh, I made um, a share, um, um, a, value, uh, a project in, in a company that was very huge. Uh, what uh, in that moment there were more than 100 people in 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 the project. I, in Everest in that moment, perhaps they were 500 or 600. So it was very big project regarding the company which I said. And uh, in that moment, I was more the, uh, uh, interested to trying to find the team and, and to become the team that to really find very big, very big good, good people. So my finding here is. If you don't have the people uh, for doing the thing, don't do it. I mean, you have to, to have the expertise, you have to do the, more than sell anything, and you don't have the resources to do it. No? You, you have to understand what you have in front of you. Uh, if you can achieve it, uh, don't, don't go for it. I mean, it's better to, to do it uh, in a, another environment, to find a partner to do it, to find another way, but... Uh, not, not to be focused on that, you are able to do it because you are very good and it's going to happen, no. You need a team behind you in order to things. Okay. these kind of things happen. What is it, Angel, that you are most grateful for in your life? What is it that you say, well, I'm, I'm really, really grateful for that this happened into my life? My daughters, for, for <laughs> because I think I'm very, very proud of them. They are very good persons, they are very good students, they are very... And of course my, my wife, my, I think the, the most thing, <laughs> the best thing I have done in my life is to, to marry with my wife. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the best thing I do. And in professional life, I think to, to come to Telefonica means... I think Telefonica, they think in Telefonica as an elephant, but uh, it is true. But uh, in Telefonica you can do whatever you want because you have all the resources to do it. Telefonica is not a question of money, it's not a question of people, it's more a question of convince the, the people to do it. Because if you convince, then they give you the support and, and, and you can move mountains. In other kind of companies, it's not so, so go, it's more complicated. In Accenture, you have to go to the holding in USA in order to do things or whatever, so always put excuses that you are not. Here in Telefonica are very, very near to the to the, the, the executive committee and trying so and think that is this I mean it's a very, very good company. And I think it's going to and to I hope to be here for years. <laughs> Angel, this, this video is going to be watched by many, many um, IT professionals, people that look up to, uh, to global CIOs, to corporate CIOs, and say, one day, I also want to have a job like this. What is it, what is the advice that you would give to, uh, to younger people that have the ambition to, um, to be in your shoes uh, one day? I mean, the, the thing uh, first is you have to be ready for change. I mean, the, you have to learn how to change. You cannot uh, stay, uh, you think in, in our life, uh, technology is a driver, 
but it's not a must or, or uh, an end. It's something that you use in order to develop you, your career. So you have to always to be uh, learning uh, and to be conscious of what is happening because in your life uh, you can change uh, many, many times for, for your job. So And also you have to take risk. So if you don't take risk, you are not going to, to think, to, to change. And um, the third thing is if something is failing, try to think differently, in differently approach, because if you think in the same way, always is going to happen the same. So try to think and to try different approaches uh, in order to solve the problems that you are facing. Of course, change. I mean, we are living in, unfortunately or fortunately, we are in a change environment. And in our time, uh, the industrial revolution was different now your competitors are robots so artificial intelligence so you have to be ingenious you have to change you have to create something that really are different from the work you are doing every day because as many people said uh, the jobs for the future are not even invented today correct we live in interesting times that's <laughs> the, the least that we can say right <laughs> angel with that i would like to thank you for your time thank you for being here with us although you're in madrid and i'm in belgium here it, uh, we still uh, had a, a brilliant uh, discussion here we learned a lot about leadership about organizing teams about telefonica and so on so thank you again yes. and see you soon in real life hopefully in madrid okay thank you very much to to you hendrik and to cnn and hope you to see you near time face to face. <laughs>